Hello, welcome to the Impersonal Opinion Podcast, the show where we don't take our opinions personally. <laughs> I'm Chandler Klebs, and today I'm here with George Ortega, Jamie Soden, David Joseph, and Will, and we all have our impersonal opinions, and, the, the, and for those who are listening for the first time and wonder what an impersonal opinion is, well, first, tell me what a personal opinion is. And, and I'll get back to you on an impersonal opinion because we understand that, hey, you know, it's not really up to us, the opinions we have, but the universe compels us to have the opinions we have based on our biology and environment. So this podcast is just sort of where we talk about what's on our mind and how we feel about certain things, and nobody blames anybody or hates anybody for having a different opinion. So that's what I mean. And our friend Will has some very strong uh, opinions about the Apple company. So perhaps he could lead off with that while each of us are thinking about what what topic we might want to talk about. My opinion on Apple is like, like I said, man, I just have a problem. If you're going to charge a premium price, give me a premium I- I- item. Is that so much acts? So what you're saying, Will, is you don't think that for the money that Apple charges for their devices that it's really worth it for the product you get? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sort of get what you're saying oh, there. There's like this one story, right? I was up here in this job, right? And this dude for iPhone 6 Plus, he paid $1,300 for. Good God. And I'm thinking, like, what? You know, dude, then I saw this dude getting off the bus and said, dude, you know, 1300 you could get you a hoopty or something. I got 1300 to spend. I guarantee you I wouldn't be taking something. <laughs> or Metro Transit Authority, wherever you call it over there in New York. But yeah. Oh man, yeah, I, like, I could never imagine paying that much for something like that. Well, I gotta agree. I gotta agree. I mean, I've got a few Apple uh, things because, like, a, a couple of the apps that I um, that I use are designed for Apple. So, like, I had to get some because of that. And yeah, they work fine. But like, you know, I don't see them like working any any better. Or you know. I mean, I, I had some pretty inexpensive, um, a couple of, like, one, I paid $20, another $80, just, like, Android tablets. And so, like, I, I got, I've got an iPad, whatever, mini, that works, it's faster, but I'm guessing if I would have paid $150 for an Android, it would be about, you know, on par with the, with the Apple. So I agree with you. I think, like, it, you know, people are, are, are um, basically paying for image and name and prestige, you know, a lot more than just product. And you know what I think is that it's all about what are you going to be using the device for. And I think that is what really determines, you know, how you look at it as to what you're willing to pay for it. Because if you just need something to to check your email, then you don't need to spend $1,300. Yeah, I think there's yeah. also a case of like uh, perceived obsolescence as well. It's a, one of those companies that keep making people buy the latest gadget, the latest, um, you know, the, the latest iPhone. You get the iPhone six, and then you're going to get the iPhone seven and the iPhone eight, and they're going to come out just months between each other, and there's not going to be that much of a difference between them. Yeah, it's going to be perceived as the last one being obsolete, so it's like a, a need to have gadget. 
you know, just bringing this free will thing into this a bit. In other words, like they know that they, they, these the marketers, advertisers, they are, they understand how to push our buttons so well. They know exactly what to say to make us like buy their products. It's, you know, you know, it, it's kind of scary. It really is. It's true that the advertising and the, you know, the messages that they feed to our unconscious that we're not even aware of makes us buy things. And we understand that it's not our choice when we buy these things. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, need to, you need to upgrade to the iPhone 6 as soon as possible. iPhone 6 still have crappy specs. I'm sorry. For the price, their specs are not good. <laughs> I mean, why are you still using a dual core? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll just wait uh, like ten years, and then I'll get an then I'll get an iPhone 11 for under fifty dollars. <laughs> I've got an Android phone that has a quad, quad core in it. Yeah, my Android has a quad core in it. <laughs> it's crazy, and I gotta say, guys, come on. The iPhone 4 has 512 megabytes of RAM, and I'm like, come on, that is that is really. But come on, I've got over two gigabytes of RAM on my laptop, and that only costs brand new 300 You know my cell phone has two gigs of RAM, right? See? Whoa! See? <laughs> my point? Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine why they charge so much when their RAM is so so low. Like I said, I wouldn't rip them so hard if they if it were worth the price, and people wouldn't just gulp it up like slack-jawed yokels saying it's the best thing ever. That's how, you see, that's why it makes me think, okay, it's the best thing ever. Okay, what makes it the best thing ever? Yeah. I don't see nothing. My phone has very similar specs to the iPhone 6, but it costs a fraction of a price. You, you know what really annoys me, though, is I'm really, I feel like the mobile market has ruined the desktop gaming market. Because they, like, seriously, they, they keep updating all these game apps for the iOS and Android devices, but then, like, the like there's windows 8 uh apps like the my little pony windows 8 app which is way outdated like it's really really old like <laughs> and i'm like come on can't they update it a little bit to match what i have on ios you know what i'm upset with recently like i i, I read this article that says that like on, on the apple i think like the ipads maybe iphones also they have this blue light coming from the screen and it, apparently they have research that says the blue light disturbs sleep patterns. And so I haven't, I've been using these, this stuff a lot for the last month, and I haven't been sleeping really well. So I'm wondering if that's part of contributing. I mean, like, you know, there's an app that'll, like, you know, you can download, uh, uh, it'll emit reddish light that doesn't have that effect, and it's for free. And I don't understand why iPhone still, you know, you know has, I, I would think that they could, like, you know, basically um create that 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 redness even even to their um existing devices you would you would think so i mean that's weird i never heard of such a thing as a blue light that would disturb your sleep though yeah i just I read never about heard it of that either why I is it why that. is it number two one why is it disturbing your sleep oh god i don't know some physics <laughs> who knows i don't know <laughs> yeah this is mysterious yeah. man <laughs> Yeah, um, I, yeah, I think my sleep has been disturbed for entirely different reasons, though. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Um, perhaps, per, are there any other topics that we might want to share our opinions about? Do you a game? But I don't know. <laughs> well, George Ortega brings up an interesting point. I mean, certain companies out there, well, probably all of them, um, acknowledged that at some degree, people will just fall for all these scams. You know? Yeah. And that's, you know, another like, they, they used to have laws against subliminal advertising. I think, like, back in the 50s, they discovered, like, for example, at, at the drive-in movies, if they flashed, let's say, some French fries or a soda, you know, sometimes, like, along the movie where, where it was so fast that people didn't see it consciously, but their unconscious saw it, that they, they found that could increase sales, you know? So they made that illegal, but in today's p- political climate, I'm I'm guessing that may that that may actually be legal now. So like you know, you may. I you think may that's like, how Apple sells. I think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And these meat these uh, meat companies. Um, what was you saying about them, Chandler? Um, oh yeah. Um. What what you'll notice is that um. You, and this is this. I think the USDA and. And, and, of course, the companies themselves, they have so many advertisements promoting meat as a healthy source of, of protein and, and, and saying that calcium in milk is good for your bones, even though I've actually read stuff to the contrary of how animal protein can actually damage your bones um, and stuff. But these companies, you know they're biased. They're trying to sell a product. And so, of course, they're going to tell you that great cheese comes from happy cows and the happy cows come from California. But in reality, those cows are probably not so happy where your milk's coming from. Hmm. <laughs> I doubt it. And companies uh, would sometimes say to you that the eggs come from free-range chickens. But um, one of the videos that I saw where they um, keep chickens at farms and stuff, they, they keep them all in cages. They keep them in they keep them in such confined spaces. It's unbelievable. Oh, Jamie, you're so right. I'm like, in the United States, they can label, you know, product free range. If, for example, let's say have they have a, an entire airplane hangar, you know, full of chickens, right? And then they have a doorway that leads to maybe, let's say, a 12-yard by 12-yard little plot of, 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 of grass that, that no chickens ever go to. They can call that free cha- range legally. That is like so deceptive, so wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's very deceptive because, come on, who could possibly enforce regulations on all these various companies who are using dishonest practices and labeling, which leads you to think that they're treating the animals one way when that's not the case? And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Any human would know what they actually put. Into that food once they finish with pro- with the process and all. Oh, yeah. believe me, I know. Like I've seen some <laughs> videos about what goes into meat, and it's like, oh, it's just sick. Yeah, there's this one YouTube video I was watching a while back, and correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the um, American law allow like um, rodent hairs in you know meat products? A certain percent, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's gross. Well, Paul, uh, yeah, you, you probably didn't want to know that, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> we have regulatory agencies that are supposed to oversee the, the food industry, but these regulatory agencies are staffed by 
former employees of these meat companies. You know, former, <laughs> top level Translation. Bullshit loopholes. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. Yeah. Sorry, I had to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy, man. There's so much. I mean, people have their agenda, and it's not. It's. I mean, come on. Obviously, you know that um, the people who are going to be regulating these uh, these factory farms and the other gonna stuff. Get paid like, off. What? Are going to get paid off? Yeah, they're going to get paid off. They can be bribed. And aside from that, it's not like it's like it's not like America is full of a whole bunch of of vegans in in the in these positions those people they consume these products too you can bet and they say that well god put these animals on this earth so that we could eat them there are people who say that <laughs> yeah guys I'm like, oh yeah, yeah i know so we've been complaining about stuff that's wrong right and so here's the thing so like you know we're, we're complaining in terms of people you know the the apple you know, um, CEOs or whatever, these people who are doing this. But we know that actually it's, it's the universe or God or something. So, like, you know, my question is, like, I, 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 I can't fathom why the universe would do that, why the universe would, would, would make all these kinds of things that are wrong just continue to be wrong. And, you know, oh, it just makes no sense. But isn't that a bit like asking why is the sky blue or why is the grass green? Well, yes, but I, ha I have, David, I have no problem with the sky being blue or, or green. Right. I have a problem with pain. That's the only thing. So I would think, like, you know, again, like, oh, wait, to yeah, my mind. It was fucking red. I like in know. the Batman series. David, like, I, I guess maybe there's a reason why the sky is blue. And, the, the, and like, but, but I'm thinking, like, I, again, I, I tend to be somewhat of a pantheist. So I'm thinking, like, this universe made it and fine, you know, but, like, you know, why would the universe that's like, you know, that has the capacity to make human beings like us that are, you know, so intelligent, or whatever, why would the universe do all that, make us do all this stuff is wrong? I, I just, I don't get it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's certainly a problem, George, because even though we know the universe can't have free will, <laughs> what, what is the cause of, of pain? You have to wonder what's the cause of that. And that's my problem, too, because I got to tell you guys, if we were in a universe where nobody felt pain, I, why would I why would I care? Like, I wouldn't have these things to complain about, about abortion or about the factory farms and these animals. If they weren't feeling pain, I don't feel like I would have a case to complain. Yeah, and I don't yeah. like when people are dis discriminating for their sexuality and stuff like that. And, you know, there's so many problems surrounding sex. I mean, wouldn't it? I'm, I'm starting to think now, um, maybe life will just be better without it. Like, you know, eliminate the sex gene and replace it with cloning. Yeah, yeah Jamie and I have been talking about that recently. Or bioengineering. Yeah. Because some it's too much, like, crap involved with sex. I mean, you've got, you've got the problem with rape. You've also got, um, you know, gays being persecuted for being gay, you know, because uh, Christians say it's a sin to be gay or bisexual or whatever. It's just stupid, you know? Yeah, it's sort of weird, Jamie, because, you know, I'm sort of against sex the same way I'm against alcohol and cigarettes and cars. <laughs> you know, I recently... Uh, uploaded a video to YouTube titled Anti-Sexual and talked about why I'm anti-sexual, <laughs> you know, because I agree. It just causes more problems. It's like a drug, and it 
it just ruins people, and that becomes their concern, and it doesn't matter who they hurt as long as they keep having sex. Especially in the black community. Hmm. But, but Trust me, you what I've seen, you will have nightmares. Yeah, I mean, I mean, think about this. I mean, without the sex gene, um, not only would you see, like, sex-related bigotry disappear, but you'll also see rape disappear as well. Yeah, and what's interesting about it is, yeah, like, I happen to think that, yeah, that would, there would be no problem. Like, let's just say that I, that I find a magic lamp and a genie grants me three wishes, <laughs> you know? Like, that's that one world peace. <laughs> yeah, that was an awesome film, man. Yeah, yeah, Aladdin was an awesome movie, and I and I ever since I saw that movie, I thought, well, if I got three wishes, what would I wish for? So here's my thing: is first of all, I would probably, um, actually, that might be my top wish. Um, would be is just for everybody to permanently lose the desire for sex, and that and that will solve all our problems because we'll all just stop existing after everyone dies out because no reproduction. So it's a brilliant plan. Yeah, because basically, like, you know, we, we have this, like, I mean, like, sometimes I think, yeah, the, the world has so many problems, and, like, so, like, we keep on, like, adding new generations that have problems, and, like, I mean, like, when we die, we either cease to exist, or we have a soul that continues, you know, eternally, right? So, like, so if we die and we cease to exist, then I'm not sure it matters all that much whether we're here 80 or 100 years, or or don't exist at all. I mean, like, you know, relative to like billions of years before and uh, ahead of us. But like, if we have a soul, then, you know, then, then that leads to the question, like maybe, maybe this kind of like material carnal existence was kind of like an evolutionary blip or mistake. So we might all be better off, you know, like, you know, after we make this transition into whatever comes next. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because, the way I look at it is that yeah, we're only we're only here um, for a short time. Um, but for me, I don't care about an afterlife. I just want to avoid pain, like any other organism does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I'm very anti-pain, and I just find that certain problems, such as free will belief or sex or other forms of religion and any type of false belief in general. Well, we're obviously a single, and we're happy that way. I mean, we don't we don't need sex to keep us going. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you know what? People who don't have sex have a lot more time to record, record podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> best best um best pro mm-hmm. best bro, pro virginity argument ever. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I think the solution to the whole sex problem is just to el- eliminate the gene completely and replace it with cloning, and that way we'll have a lot less problems than we do now. I mean, that's my reasoning. That's my logic. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm not exactly sure why we need to clone, but okay. <laughs> uh, well, to keep the species going, but apart from that, nah. <laughs> right. I, and and my, my thing is the only species that it would be worth keeping around is a species that experience only pleasure and no pain. <laughs> so it would be a different species. It wouldn't be us. When they wipe themselves out, though, because if they can't feel pain, then they might hurt themselves, and they might not realize it. Well, that's why, I, that's why I'm looking at bioengineering. <laughs> you know that you know you're doing wrong, but it won't be hurtful. I'm like, no, you know. 
Yeah, and so, it's kind of interesting. No, but with bioengineering, you'd still make have to make them um, able to feel like injuries, so that they so they don't keep injuring themselves. Will. Well, I don't know. I still think it's better. That's to what the sensors are for. But yeah. Yeah, I still think it's better to eliminate all pain because there's no problem. Because without pain, even if they do wipe themselves out because they don't realize they're injured and something like that, if they're not feeling any pain, then there can be no complaint. So, David, another another way to respond to that, because, uh, yeah, I think pain may be kind of like an evolutionary mistake. In other words, like pain is a messenger, and you're right, it basically... It, it helps us to not hurt ourselves, right? To to keep ourselves healthy and all. But you know, theoretically, we could have evolved a different kind of messenger that that gives us the same information. You know, beware. You know, don't touch the hot stove and all that stuff. That doesn't you know hurt. So in other words, like I have a feeling like you know, if human beings around, let's say five hundred years from now, a thousand, a few thousand years from now. I imagine we'll, we will, yes. by then, have evolved the ability to transcend, perhaps, you know, all, most, if not all, pain. I sure I'm hope convinced. so. <laughs> yeah. And anybody who wants to find a way to eliminate pain, I'm all for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, that might be pharma, psychopharmaceutical, because, like, you know, one thing, like, I don't know how completely accurate this is but like a lot of like yogis and gurus and stuff they get to a state where like they're just like you know i wouldn't be i wouldn't doubt that they're able actually sometimes just like like transcend that that entire pain experience yeah so like maybe with a pill you see your reasoning there george i mean theoretically we could have evolved to not inflict pain on others is that what you're saying i not just that yeah definitely for example all right if if I if I touch my 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 hand on a hot stove, the heat and the you know pain is going to like make me uh, remove it very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Now I can imagine, I can conceive of some messenger telling me, "Wow, if you the the faster you remove your hand, the better it's going to feel." Without it, you know, so it's going to like it's going to induce me to remove really quickly, but without involving any pain at all. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. Another important thing, though, is what if somebody else is throwing you into a fire? Then it's completely useless because no no sensor or pain does any good because you just burn up and die. You would actually still die, but yeah. 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 As long as because it's, you know, <laughs> you will feel a fire. At this point, you will feel a fire. But like I said, the fire is <laughs> taking up all the oxygen, and there's no more oxygen. Then how are you gonna survive? That? <laughs> I wouldn't say pain was an evolutionary evolutionary mistake, but the problem with psychopaths or sociopaths was an evolutionary mistake because there's, there's just people out there who like to inflict pain, and they they get off on that. Yeah. Of course, if there was no pain, they couldn't do that. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, you could say that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting because it does seem that pain is the only problem that we really have because at a certain level, the reason that I even bother with even the free will topic once it gets down to it is just the idea, well, a lot of pain is caused by this harmful belief and retribution and all that. Um, So without pain, 
this podcast probably wouldn't exist. Neither our free will science religion podcast or in personal opinions. In fact, I don't I don't think that um, I don't think religion would exist either if there was no pain, because people would just if the mm-hmm. people were because if people were just blissed out in this life and experienced no pain, they'd be like, hey, life is great, and then they die and they they wouldn't care what happens to you after you die necessarily. But it seems that religion is often an escape into. Um, a belief of another world where they will experience bliss after they die. A thought came to me sometimes like, you know, like I used to do a happiness show and like I'd advocate for happiness, maybe even like creating a happiness pill that, you know, we have antidepressants. Ah, happy pill. Yeah, we, we have antidepressants <laughs> that like will take somebody from being depressed to like being average, right? We, we about- don't... Y- what about we ecstasy? <laughs> well, yeah, that, there you go, Dave. A- absolutely. So I, I think maybe we do have them now. I think with ecstasy and some other, I haven't like researched them that much, but it may be that there be there may be a downside to some of these things. But like, imagine engineering something like ecstasy without a downside, right? So so you take it every morning, like you take a vitamin pill or something. Everybody gets blissed out. Now, what I'm the point I'm getting at is some people would say that. Well, you know, that wouldn't be great because, like, so everybody would get blissed out and that would get boring. Now, the point that I generally point, you know, make when people say that is like, wait a minute. If somebody's blissed out every moment of every day, by definition, that couldn't be boring. You know, there'd be no room, you know, in that for any kind of boredom. So, like, and I think I think people kind of, like, say that sometimes because, like, it makes them feel better. It's kind of like. There's that thing of like the uh, sour grapes attitude, like, you know, they can't reach the grapes on the trees so that they said to themselves, ah, we don't want them anyhow, they're sour. Right. So, but yeah, right. but I think a happy pill, <laughs> that would be awesome. But wouldn't it have to get progressively um, stronger and stronger? Like, um, like the idea of looking forward to having a meal once a month, a really top class meal. But if you had it every day, it becomes boring and it, comes almost normal so you have no. to yeah. well david i get your point solid but there's a kind of like a there's a mechanism within our brain that makes that happen so this pill would apparently kind of like circumvent that that you know that mechanism we have so I'll, yeah we, it would override that yeah put me down for a dozen <laughs> <laughs> i can't imagine being blissed out ever being boring i just can't imagine that if you're blissed out you're not bored <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that would be the biggest thing ever, is if there was a way for people to just be blissed out. Yeah, it's like I mean, being I'm, high constantly. Yeah, because Aristotle said happiness is the only end in life. Everything else is a means. He also said happiness is the highest good. So, yeah. Yeah, well, you know what, George? A lot of people disagree with that because their argument is like, well, a lot of people aren't happy. Therefore, there has to be another purpose besides happiness to life. <laughs> and I find well, that yeah, well, they put that equating to you know people they don't want to raise the minimum wage because you know they talk about they'll um they'll cause everything else to go up but you know yeah, I economy don't, yeah it's it's kind of weird because I really do think happiness is the highest good um because I can't imagine what the what more there could be because. I, Beyond being happy, what can make you happier than being happy? Right. Or, or why would anyone want anything if it's not for the happiness of oneself or, or of others? Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, that that seems like that's all it's about. It's either about yourself or it's about making other people happy, which makes you happy too. I mean, yep. so for me, that's purpose enough. I find that that idea of of purpose is is enough for life to have uh, a meaning. And people say, well, we should we, that we should kill people before they're born because they're not going to have a happy life. And it's just that, well, why not restructure things so that everybody is happier? Because if you have to kill people to prevent them from having a sad life, then let's all kill everybody. That's the problem that I have with that is that there's got to be another way that we can achieve happiness. And because if, if, if we all just die, um, then we're not happy either. So <laughs> it's kind of a, an interesting thing. So, yeah, we've been talking for a while, so are you guys talked out, and should I end it, or did you have something more to say? Uh, I was going to end with a quote from uh, Charles Bukowski. Is it Bukowski? Have you heard of him, George? Um, no, I haven't. No, I think he was quite a famous guy. He was kind of uh, drunk most of his life, I think. <laughs> but um, uh, he said, uh, find what you love and let it kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Wow, that's that's a great quote to end this with, I think. <laughs> Find what you love and let it kill you. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Um any, anybody else have anything else or is that it? I think it's usually it's women. We find women and they kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that can be our next personal opinion topic. <laughs> Oh, okay. I guess I'll end this one, but this was great, guys. Okay, you've been listening to Impersonal Opinion, the podcast where we don't take our opinions personally. This it's been sort of relaxing, fun talk, and so if you've been listening, I hope you've enjoyed too. Bye bye for now. <laughs>